I think you can kiss your trade franchise goodbye. Hello and welcome everyone to the Social Distancing Podcast. Uh, I hope you are staying safe and washing your hands and not watching James Bond movies this week uh, because we are taking a break to talk about a James Bond related movie, Darby O'Gill and the Little People. And because of that, uh, we have brought in a very special guest, uh, Dr. Deborah Jensen. Would you like to introduce yourself? Thank you. Hello, everyone. My name is Deborah Jensen or Deborah Monson or I don't know, whatever name you might know me by now, by this moment. There's a lot of them, apparently. Um, I'm a professor at Utah State University in the Journalism and Communication Department, which means I am now a professor in my house, in my yeah. pajamas, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> and um, I'm a run-of-the-mill, regular old James Bond fan and a huge Darby O'Gill fan. And I am Andy Wilson, a TV film critic, graphic policy, and Bleeding Cool. And back with us again this week, Brooke Heim. Hello, I'm back. Thank you. It's nice to be here. I yeah, did not get the virus. I was not gone for the virus, but I'm glad to be back and talking about all things Darby O'Gill and not No Mobile. <laughs> we'll get into the No Mobile. Uh, and Mark. And Mark, you're back. You survived us talking about Casino Royale last week. Yeah, that was that was painful. <laughs> but I have all the toilet paper I need, so I'm a happy boy. Oh, well, good. At, at least we have the necessities. Hey, what's everybody stocking up on? What's your, like, self-care item that, that you needed to have around to make sure Effing that... Girl Scout cookies. Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> the Girl Scout cookies cause me all sorts of concern and stress so i went to target yesterday and bought the biggest bag it's seriously weighs so much of um fruity tootsie rolls and i think my daughters and i ate at least 200 yesterday it was amazing you know we went to the grocery store two days ago and i was like doing my regular grocery shopping like blissfully unaware of the people (laughs) flying around me like they're empty (laughs) pallets on the floor of things that have been picked through and i'm like looking at the apples one by one and my boyfriend comes to me he's like what are you doing and i was like i'm shopping i'm <laughs> getting our groceries and he's like babe come on let's get some stuff that isn't gonna go bad in a week just in case and i was like oh <laughs> maybe yeah, i should think about that <laughs> like, but look That's i have awesome. a whole cart full of produce and he's like yeah we're vegetarians <laughs> <laughs> Man, I went I went to Costco and it was like freaking Mad Max. Yeah. I, I have never in my life you know, I, I'm from I'm from South Texas, so like whenever we would get hurricane warnings, you know It's always Mad Max. People went a little crazy, but not I even then I have never experienced anything like this. This I was freaking weird. I would have thought Ebola would have been way bigger than Corona. I'm just I just wanna put that out there. But that's that's an African disease, so a lot of people don't think it's ever going to get here. Well, and we somehow had competent people in charge that's of the Ebola go. response. There you that go. helped. Like, oh, you had a really good idea. Too. Ebola was a nightmare. Everyone was afraid of it because they were like, that's your worst imaginable way to die. Right. right? But 
You also were fairly confident that anybody who had it was going to get, like, people were going to know, they were going to get tested, they got quarantined, sometimes on airport tarmacs in New Jersey, but, like, they were there and they were being taken care of. And here, you basically are looking at everyone, like, oh, do you have it? Are you going to give it to me? There was a lady at the hair salon yesterday, yesterday who kept coughing. Oh, and we were all looking at each other. I went in to get the sides shaved and then get out. And she was coughing. And she goes, don't worry, everybody. It's just allergies. And I very loudly said to yeah. my friend sitting next to me, bitch, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I walked out. <laughs> I was like, this is not okay. Good for you. <laughs> so scary. Yeah. Well, a, a very important point. Everybody take care of yourselves and uh, stay close and um, yeah, stay inside and watch movies. Uh, <laughs> if, like, you, if you go grocery shopping, mom. make better decisions than me. <laughs> <laughs> Lay off the apples. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, speaking of watching James Bond, I found a new way to watch James Bond. Uh, if you are In looking for, oh. uh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> has anyone heard of Pluto TV? Yes. I was, I was going to bring no. that up, but you beat me to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Mark, you go ahead and talk about it. They have a James Bond channel. They, have they a double, do. They have 007 channel. You can catch all the James Bond movies there. It's free. Yep. Wait, yeah. what? It, yeah. Uh, so Pluto TV is this, um, uh, how do I explain it? it? It's it's a new streaming service that streams uh, different uh, TV channels, but they also have their own channels of other programming. Um, so some of it is just like people playing Minecraft, but yeah. some of it they have uh, they have a handful of James Bond movies, uh, and you can either watch them on demand or they have this twenty four hour channel where they're just playing them. Um, it's not all of them. Uh, I think it's only seven or eight of them. Um, but um, but some of the next ones that we are covering are in there. Uh, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, Diamonds Are Forever. Yeah, forever. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's that works out really well for us. Uh, Man with the Golden Gun I saw was on there. So, um, you know, watch those well, movies well, well. and yep, get ready for the next block of movies we're going to talk about on the podcast. Uh, or you can go watch Darby O'Gill and the Little People on Disney+, Plus, but I would not recommend that because it's a disaster, and we will get to that. I don't know. But, <laughs> but uh, first, let's, let's talk about Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Obviously, there is a connection to James Bond. Uh, we talked about on our very first episode how... Uh, Sean Connery was partially cast for the role of James Bond because Albert Broccoli went and saw this movie and said, Hey, I think that guy could make a good James Bond about Sean Connery and then sent his wife to go watch it. And she said, Oh yeah, that guy can get it. And, uh, so they went, they went and, uh, um, and cast him. Uh, so, uh, good connection. Uh, this was literally therefore a star making role for Sean Connery. Um, and, uh, and it's St. Patrick's Day this week. Hopefully this episode is coming out on St. Patrick's Day Yay. and, um, we can all enjoy that a little bit. Um, 
I watched this movie a lot as a little kid. Uh, I'm wondering about the rest of you. Yes. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, every time there was a substitute teacher in the months of January, February, oh, or March. Hold wow. on, though. How did y'all grow up watching this movie and not know about the Nomobile? They, like, played back-to-back. And then because you we did, have, like, all the other... we have parents other... that loved us. Uh-huh. Where did they play back-to-back? <laughs> I Disney. I, I, you know, oh, I, used to, I, was, yeah, I, I was... never I was saw hooked. it on Disney. I was like to Disney as a kid, and I never ever saw it show up on DTV or anything. Like, I have no idea what Nomobile is. DTV. Yeah. (laughs) We had the VHS, and that's Mm -hmm. how I watched it. So I don't know. I I didn't watch it like on Disney Channel on Disney Channel. So we weren't allowed to watch anything but Disney. So like, we saw a bunch of really obscure, different like that. Uh, The summer. What was the summer one that you were saying? Summer Magic with Haley Summer Mills. Magic, yes, I remember uh, watching that as a kid. I don't remember ever seeing. And I'm that so at all. glad that I had blocked it until you so rudely brought it back to its existence into my mind. Deborah, have you ever seen Summer Magic and the wonderful song that is Haley Mills singing "Femininity"? Oh, I do not think so. But this sounds like something I need to check out immediately because no. I love Haley Mills. I loved Haley Mills too. Until song. you see this song. And then you go back and you're like, oh, this makes a lot of my decisions make a lot more sense, unfortunately. It, I mean, is it worse than like How Lovely to Be a Woman from Bye Bye Birdie? Because I grew up on that, too. One of the lines Very of the song similar. literally says, you've got to hide who you really are. Yeah, hide the real you. Hide yep. the real you to get a bow. That's how actually self-assured. Hide the real you. It's gonna be I gotta tell you, that sounds pretty on point for what most women have to do to keep a man. Indeed. It is actually like I think that's the worst part about it is you you listen to it and you're like, oh yeah. (laughs) Maybe I I will go back to dating girls. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think at a certain point girls are gonna be like, Do I really want to keep a man? Like Yeah. or where there's oh, diminishing you think returns. They're gonna start to doing that, honey. Oh no, I mean they, they've already been doing. <laughs> <That's cute>. it. <laughs> <laughs> Questions yep. are already being asked and answered. <laughs> yes, yeah. all women would be smart to do decisions this. have been made. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this sounds like I definitely need to check it out, though. Yeah, it's terrible. Speaking of Haley Mills, what I was obsessed with the um, uh, the Parent Trap. Yes. I love that yeah, movie Doris. I was so obsessed much. with it when I was a kid. And there's like the Parent Trap 2 and the Parent mm-hmm. Trap 3 where both of the Haley Mills characters grow up and like they, one of them has triplets or something. And yeah. I remember I was like, this is my life. I'm going to have twins. <gasps> or no, because I'm sure that somewhere there's a twin that is the cooler version of me. Like, yeah, convinced my whole life. I'm pretty sure that that movie like gave a lot of us a really unfair expectation that one day we'd find the better version of ourselves instead of just making ourselves the better version. Also, the parent that we were like, that's the one I wanted. There you go. I credit and... their father with my like, he's the reason I like older men. Like, I'm, oh, I'm, I can like, see that. He's so handsome. Well, I mean, are you talking about the. The original. The original. or Because Dennis Quaid works too. Does he though? Although, 
He is dating very younger women now. So yes, he absolutely does. Have you really? watched him throw a baseball, throw a baseball no, in a wet t-shirt? No. Calm yourself. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> works. And see, and that's why we see, don't give up on men. Well, if yeah. I was gonna, right there, Dennis Quaid, he's the reason. If I was going to go that route, he definitely wouldn't be my type. I can. I mean, that's I fine. Know, Leaves that's him fair. for the rest yeah. of us. Also, he's dating like a 22 year old woman, so I don't know you very well. But I'm guessing he, you're, you don't need to worry. Um, <laughs> that movie, also, I will say this: the original Parent Trap, is, and I mean, people say this, but I genuinely mean it. I think it's one of the reasons I have trust issues, both because of the movie and like the whole story in it but because I literally thought Haley Mills had it like there were two there were two of them I uh, I did not understand like the ability to do that so yeah Disney Channel played this it played the no mobile and Brooke I guess that messed you up in terms of <laughs> what you thought this movie was you sort of squished the two of them together I did I very effectively like I remembered vividly like him going in to King Brian and them riding their horses around in the circle and like like I remember yeah. very vivid like I I do but then all of a sudden it would like smush into the gnomobile where they were like chasing the men through the forest and the soap and the women all trying to catch them and them running away and like what's with the soap what is happening yeah was, so was it soap am i am i off on that it was soap right because they, oh, no, they got okay. slippery and they had to like try to catch you, their husbands you insisted and... on the soap though so so yeah so here's what happened is brooke came back to me and mark and started saying this isn't the same movie. This is like, like I really weird. thought we were in like another Shazam, Bernstein Bears, like alternate <laughs> reality. Like I, I already feel like we legitimately live in the Matrix, and that in Y two K actually happened. But we went back, uploaded all of us onto the Matrix, and pretended like Y two K didn't happen. And that's when everything got all fucked up. And so <laughs> I decided, as I was watching, like I kept waiting for it to turn into the Nomobile, and when it didn't, I was like, fuck this is it this is the third example we are in an alternate universe and i went to mark and andy and i was like guys please tell me you had the same experience i did and both of them were like yeah our what drugs like, are you on no what movie is this and, and so i'm like this has to be something real and so uh, we went out on facebook and luckily brooke and i have some of the best mutual friends who obviously <laughs> also growing up in provo were very steeped in disney and like very quickly like oh that's the no mobile because did you guys and i watched it on Tuesday night, and I didn't message mm -hmm. you guys until Thursday. I had been stewing on it for two days, trying to figure it out. If you could see my Google browser history, it's like the weirdest combination of words trying to figure out soap, gnome, squishing, like, how do I find this movie? And I couldn't, and so I was convinced. I was convinced. So, so here, so we'll go back to Darby in a second, but yeah, 
Whoa, R2-D2 is not happy about this. What? <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's my text message. <laughs> I'll turn my phone on silent. No, that's fun. I like it. <laughs> R2 is like, no, we will talk about the Nomobile. R2 heard that uh, we were talking about what is and isn't on Disney+, Plus, and he's like, there's a reason that movie isn't on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Don't talk really about it. <laughs> so, uh, the Nomobile, yeah, is in in many ways this weird spiritual sister to Darby O'Gill and the Little People has the same director. Um, that now that same director, I should I should point out, uh, Robert Stevenson, um, basically directed every single live action Disney movie that you can think of that is like from that era. Really? Uh, Yeller, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, oh, Mary Poppins, uh, Swiss Family Robinson. Swiss Family Robinson. Oh, yes. Yeah. What like, about? Yep. What about um, Watcher in the Woods? No, that, that's a little later. He wow. he did not do Watcher in the Woods. Um, but but everything from this like fifties and sixties era of Disney, uh, the Love Bug, Herbie Rides Again, Aww. the the Monkey's Uncle, that darn cat. Son there were a Hitler. lot of car movies. Yep, lots of car movie? movies. No, because Babes in Toyland. Um, who? Now that's Ooh. interesting. I don't think he did Babes in Toyland. Oh, so I think that was another some... That's a lot, though. Like he was in a yeah. just in the Disney factory. Walt was abusing him, just like his artists. Huh? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, from like from like the mid fifties to the late sixties, he was putting out like one or two Disney movies every single year. And um the the original idea for Darby O'Gill and the Little People that Walt had was he wanted the he wanted King Brian and Darby to be played by the same person. And um that they they actually did that in the gnome mobile. And uh, because the main gnome and like Haley Mills style, no, yeah, well, <laughs> well kind of Haley Mills style. Oh. But the 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 millionaire who is the main character in the movie uh, and the main gnome are both played by Walter Brennan. And how did um, I never realize that? Wait, it makes me feel so dumb. <laughs> what? Yeah. So the no, <laughs> not in Darby, not in Darby O'Gill and the Little People in the Gnome Mobile. I'm talking about. Oh, I was like, how the fuck did I miss that? <laughs> no, no, no. The, okay, that was, was originally Walt's idea for Darby okay. O'Gill, and they this didn't is... do it, but they did do it in the Gnome Mobile. Okay, and that that era of Disney movies moment. is just like blowing all of our minds. It is like right. everything is. This is why I don't trust anything. This is why <laughs> I think anything is possible. This is why I thought I might live in a treehouse one day. All right. of it. Right. Yeah. And, and, and there were basically in the same way that there were sort of leftover ideas from Mary Poppins that ended up getting rolled into bed knobs and broomsticks. There were leftover ideas from Darby O'Gill and the little people that got rolled over into the gnome mobile. And, um, the well, gnome mobile. feels like you're on a drug trip when you watch it. <laughs> Indeed. So, Brooke, <laughs> let's talk about the final set piece in Gnome Mobile. The, the main gnome, uh, the young gnome named Jasper, um, is trying to, they're trying to find other gnomes out there, and they think they're the last of the gnomes. 
So they go searching for another forest and they find another forest where, of course, the King of the Gnomes is played by Ed Wynn because it's a Disney movie from this era. And so you got to have Ed Wynn. And um, uh, they're like, oh, no, how how the gnomes get paired up here is the women get to choose and all the women <laughs> will chase around the eligible bachelor uh, and whoever I say, catches I think him. That's why I liked it as a kid. I was like, yeah, yeah. It's it's really weird, but also it's like Still I can't really figure horrible. out. I can't. It's it's both feminist and not feminist. Yep. <laughs> it's like it's both <laughs> empowering. That like sums up our lives, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna make the same argument for the original Pirates of the Caribbean ride? Because I'm getting a very uh, no. Pirates of the Caribbean lady chasing the guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, the so ride? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I won't make that same. <laughs> Although we could talk about that. But, I mean, I'm fine with it. Go ahead. Well, but I think, uh, but I mean, that is in some ways like the ultimate male fantasy of like, oh, there's so many women and they all want to compete over me and I'm going to make them fight each other for me. That is horrible obviously um but also like the the one he ends up choosing is poor little violet who everybody she's like the quote come down from that tree or whatever yeah she's like the mahana wow that's a very keyed in (laughs) reference that like only some people will get mark does not know what you're talking about i do not Mark does not have any idea what Johnny Lingo is. Anyway, but... Oh, I've never seen that either. (gasps) Wow. I know. But I'm not a lifelong Mormon. I'm not a lifer. So that explains that one. So that, yeah, that does explain that. Anyway. I don't think that we should review it. Wait, okay. So can I just really ask a quick tangential question about the no-mobile? Yes, Mm -hmm. because this is all tangential. Yes. Okay. So first of all, I have nine years working at Blockbuster and I have literally never seen this movie. I'm looking at it on IMDb. I don't recognize the cover at all. But what I will say is, how are the little kids in the no-mobile the same? How is that Jane and Michael Banks from Mary Poppins? Yeah, they just, well, they packaged them up three times they did it the and it's so funny in the opening credits they call them the mary poppins children <laughs> that's how they literally introduce them in the credits no yes. yes and and they're both in this and another film called the three lives of thomasina uh, which is also which is <laughs> see like there are these like strings of movies that just sort of like flow through our lives or mine anyways is yep. that a movie about a cat? Yes, it yes. is a movie about a cat. I've seen that one. Yep. Well, yeah. well, all right then. You need okay. to finish the trifecta. This isn't. I guess I do. This is the trilogy, right? The, all of them make sense. <laughs> the original, but only if you see all the three original of them. trilogy. If you're <laughs> on drugs, they make sense. No, I'm looking at the images <laughs> from this movie on IMDb, and this movie looks like oh, it's horrible. bananas. It, <laughs> it really is. It is bananas. There. <laughs> There is a a carnival freak show. Uh, there is an escape from a mental institution. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I'm trying to think what it, this is, it's just taking off all the boxes, movie. aren't they? So two oh, weeks yeah. ago, when I said that Darby O'Gill and the Little People was my brother's favorite movie, 
I misspoke. It was really the no-mobile. Was it the no-mobile? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we called him on FaceTime when we started watching Darby O'Gill. And I made my daughter like put her uncle on FaceTime and call him and be like, Uncle Drew, look what I'm watching. And she was like, I don't know why I'm doing this. And he was like, I don't know why you're doing this. <laughs> Oh, God. And he's like, where are you watching that? And I'm like, on, I'm watching it on Disney+. Plus. He's like, well, I'm going to go watch it right now, too. And he had the same damn experience that I did. He was like, this is not the movie I remember. Where's the soap? And so, like. <laughs> What's with the soap? <laughs> oh, is- forgot to explain the soap. The- Fascinating. Jasper- yeah, Jasper the gnome jumps into this pile of uh, suds. So that he gets all greased up. So, so that the that... girls can't catch him. Right. He's and... the gay one. This is, <laughs> Jasper is like the first gay iconic <laughs> image for kids. This is an important movie I should see. Yeah, it's it's very, very interesting. <laughs> I, yeah. I cannot Need recommend it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to make it better. I really am. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's not on Disney Plus, but you can watch it. You can rent it on both Amazon and YouTube. So, uh, for like three bucks, so uh, three dollars. Uh, yeah, worth it. I've already seen these kids. I don't need to pay three dollars. <laughs> I'll then I'll Venmo you the money. <laughs> I, I need to get your take on this, Deb. <laughs> All right, I'll take a look. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. So oh the deal is not Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Darby it's like, it's little like people. if you would, if Chitty Chitty Ching, Bing Bing had been done on mushrooms, that's what the Nomobile is. <laughs> yes. How can that possibly be? Isn't Chitty Chitty Bang Bang if Chitty Already? Chitty Bang Bang had been done on mushrooms? Yes. yes. Already? That's what makes it so interesting. <laughs> All right. It, it sounds like it's what would happen if Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and Darby O'Gill and the Little People had a baby. Had a baby. <laughs> yeah. It's more accurate. On drugs. And, All right. As long as they were on drugs, drugs. through drugs. the entire pregnancy. <laughs> sounds good. And bringing this all full circle, Ian Fleming wrote Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. So. He did. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Are you serious? You're lying. No. No, you're, you're being serious. <laughs> no way. I didn't know that one. Yeah, I'm, here. This is my most favorite episode. I feel like we really are in an alternate dimension right now. I don't understand. I gotta look that up. Like that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Look, look is it anybody back checking Andy? Do we just accept everything he says? Well, uh, I did until now. <laughs> look. Oh, yeah. It was written right now. Okay. No. No. Okay. This is this oh, this is why I always okay. So the screenplay was written by Roald Dahl, and I just assumed that he came up oh, with yeah. the story was by Ian Fleming, but it was written by Roald Dahl. That, now that is correct. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, Roald Dahl wrote the screenplay, but Ian Fleming wrote the book. And again, but Does Dick uh, Van Dyke play the same character, like two different characters. Man, if. If Dick Van Dyke had been in a James Bond movie, can you imagine that? <gasps> That'd yeah. be amazing. Yeah. He should have been Felix. Oh, oh Dick Dude, Van Dyke is awesome, Felix. Dick Van Dyke is Felix Leiter. I yeah. I could get behind that. Let's yes. do digital de aging on Dick Van Dyke and have him have him be Felix Leiter in the next one. So, anyway, <laughs> Darby O'Gill and the Little People. 
is set in Ireland and uh, is about a caretaker for an estate named Darby O'Gill who spends his days in the pub regaling people with uh, tales of how he uh, does battle with King Brian, the king of the leprechauns. Uh, the the lord of the manor brings in a man from Dublin named Michael McBride, mm-hmm. played by Sean Connery, to replace him and says, we're going to retire you in two weeks. Uh, turn over everything to Michael and we're going to, you know, um, yeah. Uh, and so he so Darby's like, no, I'm going to go find King Brian and I'm going to get my three wishes from him and I'm going to improve my fortune. And that's basically what this movie's about. And wackiness ensues with the um, with the leprechauns. And and then, of course, there is this beautiful romance between Darby's daughter, Katie and Michael McBride. And um, and everyone ends up living happily ever after through all the the various hijinks. Um, Amazing that you left out the banshee. Come on, hey, hey, we'll we'll get there. Come on, spoilers part I remembered. (laughs) Part I'm doing I'm doing like a basic overview, and then and we'll get into like all of the the nitty gritty. Um, so uh, I don't know what what. I don't Deb, you had a you had a very uh good response there when we talked about Michael McBride. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> I did. Those are good old days. Yeah. So first of all, I think I, when I rewatched it recently to prepare, I think the first thing that needs to be mentioned is the very healthy retirement package that is offered to Darby. Right? Yes. I was mm. like, damn, son, he is literally paying you half yeah, your salary <laughs> and giving you a free place to live so that you can go drink in the pub. And that's what he tells you to go do. Take yeah. that and run. My sister yep. Law and I were like, uh, can I do that? <laughs> It was like that guy was Bernie Sanders. He was just like, here is everything you've ever wanted. Um, Take the offer. But that is only impressive for like half a second. And then Sean Connery smiles and you're like, oh, never mind. I Mm -hmm. want to look at that for the rest of this show. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. Because this is a very handsome man. Like, in a a way that he's like aggressively handsome. God, I love old men. (laughs) He's not old. He's not old in this movie, but like he's grown up. But he's only gotten better looking, right? Like, no, I like literally just sat up because I'm like, we got to talk about this. Like, he's only gotten better looking and almost in no way disappointing, even as like an actual human being that I can remember. But I'm willing. I'm open. To be I disappointed. I I'm open to <laughs> so, the possibility that he said something terrible occasionally. But anyway, oh, back um, to the movie. Yeah. I mean, so, he, he was James Bond, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember, so I remember as a kid watching this movie regularly, constantly, and loving it. I thought it was so great. And I, because I loved musicals and he sang. But here's the thing. I don't remember knowing that it was James Bond until I, again, worked at Blockbuster and like one day put that movie in because I was torturing an employee and I was like, we're going to watch this. 
while we do inventory. And I looked up and was like, what? Holy shit. That's James Bond. What is happening? Like, what is going on? I didn't know it was James Bond until I started this pod. Well, got invited to be on this podcast. It's like a really weird camouflage of James Bond. Right. Um, So, yeah, that's like my biggest, my big reaction to it was like, being older and realizing that this person that I've all that I had grown up with and loved was James Bond. And I also grew up watching James Bond, like Sean Connery, James Bond movies with my dad. So I don't understand how I never made the connection, like out of context. It is subtle. Like my sister-in-law was like, is that? And then she stopped talking and then we kept watching and like 20 minutes later, she's like, is that Sean Connery? (laughs) Yes, it is. She's like, Holy shit. I was like, I know he's handsome. Yeah. Did he change his accent for this? Like, this is a really stupid question. Slightly. Yeah. Is his accent slightly different? Because there is something about like the way he talks. His his voice is is slightly different, and his face. I want to say like the way his face moves when he talks is just slightly different. Yeah. Enough that I was like, maybe that's why I didn't recognize him. Yeah, it's, it's very much James Bond. But but he did change his voice a little bit. I guess he tried to sound a bit more Irish. Yeah, it's a little bit a little bit more Irish in there. Um, I mean, to to the American ear, though, we're like, I don't know. It all sounds foreign. <laughs> They're very British. <laughs> all these foreigners talking. Speak English. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um. I I love this movie. Uh, similarly, the the musical aspects, um, just that scene when they're underground in the in the leprechauns cave and uh, they're they're doing the fox chase. I I just <laughs> I thought that was just so magical and I loved it. And um, going back through it this time, the thing that that really struck out to me is thinking about this from like a movie making perspective and um, all the little things that they got so right here. Um, They used a lot of force perspective to make, you know, King Brian look little and Darby O'Gill look big uh, and compositing those images correctly. uh, That all looked really cool. Um, Their, their eye lines are always like right on point. Mm -hmm. Both of those characters are always looking at one another um, it's just the little details like that that really sold this. And of course, um, I had completely forgotten about the initial title card here uh, where Walt Disney said, like, we want to thank King Brian and the Leprechauns mm, of Nakashiga yeah. for cooperating in this. And I'm like, that's just such a perfect little Disney touch. His whole it's thing so about, like, you know... <laughs> You know, he's promoting the Haunted Mansion. He's like, oh, well, we've brought 999 spooks from all over the world to live here. And we're looking for one more. And, you know, (laughs) always making it like, oh, no, this is real. And we just filmed it. We just presented it to you. It's real. It's magic. And I'm like, that's that's just, you know, it's that chef's kiss of Disney that that he brought to us so much of this. I really appreciated that. What I really like about this movie and similar movies to this when I was a kid was that I like being moved to the point of being terrified, but not really all that bad. And um, when you get to the Banshee, I remember when I was a kid, like it it kind of freaked me the hell out, man. Yeah. But but it wasn't so intense and it didn't stay there forever to where I was just like objectively terrified for the rest of the way. 
it was just enough to like really raise the hairs behind my my neck. Uh, I think the the Black Cauldron did this as well. And believe it or not, I also felt this way with uh, the Sleeping Beauty mm-hmm. uh, towards the end, where oh. Maleficent turns into the dragon. Mm-hmm. Like that kind, of, as a kid, that kind of freaked the shit out of me. And but it it didn't stay on screen long enough to where I was just absolutely terrified. But I love it when these when the movies are made this way. And Darby O'Gill really did that for me. I mean, by the time the Banshee came out, I was already in love with the movie for a lot of the reasons Andy said. Uh, the forced perspective in this movie is just masterfully done uh, and it wasn't replicated until peter jackson made lord of the ring movies because yeah. i uh, i saw uh, another movie with my daughter a few months ago willow um and they i mean ron howard didn't do as well with the brownies in that movie than what was done in Dar- and darby O'Gill and the little people and that movie predated it by like 40 some years so i mean <laughs> this movie is just spectacular on so many levels Absolutely. And I still love this movie so very much. It's so funny you mentioned the Banshee that it scared you. I was terrified of it when I was a kid. Yeah. And when I rewatched it, I was like, is it really only three minutes of the movie? Why? How did this scare me so bad? But then also I was like, I'm grabbing my 17 year old daughter and saying like, this part's scary. And she's like, no, it's not mom. This is not scary at all. No one thinks this is scary. Although, but I was terrified. There are some like really scary Disney movies that still hold up, like Watcher in the Woods. Like Mm -hmm. that movie is still. Yep. I watched that with my daughter during the last full eclipse. Mind you, she was four. (laughs) It was a really bad decision. No, it was like I was like, oh, it's still a Disney movie. It's not that she for months would not go to the bathroom by herself oh, no in way. her apartment. Poor, I was like, <laughs> I know I was a horrible mother. You know, return you know, to these Oz, things happen. Yeah, Return to Oz did that to me too. It kind of weirded me out. Uh, oh, yeah. just, yeah. oh. Right, I'm not. I'm not the only one here, right? Or am I the only no. one here? That no. That way. no, that yeah. yeah. Brooke, do you know the first time I saw Watcher in the Woods? When was with you at was your place? Him? Yeah, you you were the first Downstairs person who showed the basement, that to me. Yeah? yeah, you didn't see that yeah. like as a kid. Uh, we no, were kids. yeah, well, sixteen. Oh. You know. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, so. I'm trying to think. Like, I don't know what the age difference is here. Yeah. Um, no. but I know I grew up watching that. Like, I saw it the first time when I was five. Right. Yeah. And... Yeah. Well, and I I saw Darby O'Gill, and the other one that always scared me as a kid was the black hole. Oh um, yeah, those were those were the two that, that scared that me is. as a kid. Oh it's come a, on, really? Whoa, science fiction movie uh, Watch about it on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. The last five minutes, I made my daughter watch this, and she's like, "Yeah, that is freaky." <laughs> so, well, they end up in hell. Yeah, don't spoil the movie. Oh, oh, shit, that's true. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you haven't seen it yet, or don't heaven. Watch. Of all the oh movies. my god, you guys! It's been thirty years. I know. Spoilers don't hold. <laughs> Spoilers didn't hold after six months. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm with Deb on this. Joking, but yeah. I that, avoided that, all that spoilers for the last Harry Potter movie for six years. So how was that possible? How did you do that? I don't I don't know to be honest. Well, I actually, I intentionally got off of social media for a while when it was released because I hadn't read all the books yet. And so I didn't, I didn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Anyway, I just, I think it's so fascinating that there's this like small group of Disney movies that actually have this like weird, scary edge. And that's kind of like my sweet spot. That's like my childhood sweet spot. I love the Haunted Mansion. (laughs) I I love Darby O'Gill. I love the Banshee. It explains um, a lot about why we're all friends, to be honest. True, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you ever watch Savannah Smiles growing up? Did anyone watch that movie? <gasps> yes. Do I always me. wanted to be her. I did too. She had like, the best shoes. I know. And to be able to like sneak away in the back of a car and like leave her parents. Like, With <laughs> so two like, friendly kidnappers? Right. Accidental kidnappers, let's I know. be fair. They oh, yeah. criminals for other, yeah. Like I look back on the movies that I watched continually growing up, like that one and Watcher in the Woods and these selection of Disney movies, and I'm like, hmm. Wow. I can see how I've been married and divorced three times. That's weird. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> the movies I watched over and over again were Xanadu and Space Camp. I love Xanadu. <laughs> probably why I had such unrealistic expectations about a lot of Quite a few things. Xanadu never made any kind of sense at all, even the first time I saw it, but I was just so into it for whatever reason. It was roller skating and feathered hair. It made all the sense in the world to me. (laughs) I still don't understand what that movie's about. It's glorious. It's not about anything. It's about magic and love and gods creating us, but then not understanding us. And we can run through murals and somehow end up in another world. Yeah, it sure. did make me, it did really seriously almost convince me to skate into some shit <laughs> when I was a kid. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Andy, did you just say like Space Camp in some sort of doubtful way? No, I said Space Camp is awesome. Yeah, I love Space awesome. Camp. Oh, okay. I was going to be like, whoa. Who doesn't, who doesn't want a pal robot? That I'm was like a theme of like. Right now. That's a theme of so many 80s movies of like having a little friend robot and Mm. like, no, I, yeah, Space (laughs) Camp is great. And all, you know, I, I, I just think we're, we're all pretty close in age to one another, I think within at least like three, four years. So um, we're not, you know, we're, we, we all grew up in the same weird stew of, of pop culture. Um, uh, so speaking, speaking of, if any of you haven't read the book, um, Why We Can't Sleep, you should all go get that and read it. I think it would make all of our childhoods make better sense. Oh, oh. I, I thought your transition was going to be speaking of stew. Who no. wanted to eat the food that she was making in oh, Darby yeah. O'Gill? Because that looked good. Yeah, she hungry. did make good looking food. Yeah. No, I was I was going to say speaking of and speaking of um Brooks Berenstain Bears um thing, there was I definitely had a similar issue watching this on Disney Plus because I was like, this movie is different than I remember it. And I'm like, these are not the voices of the characters that I remember. Sean Connery sounded the same. Janet Monroe sounded the same. Um most of the other characters sounded the same, but, but Albert Sharp and Brian O'Day as Darby and King Brian sounded totally different. And I'm like, maybe I'm just imagining this. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, actually it seems Disney redubbed the two main characters voices and it's 
really different. So, okay, here, I'm going to, I'm going to play real quick. Um, this is the same scene from, from the beginning of the movie. Uh, this is the original. Uh, this is Darby talking about cornering King Brian uh, and trying to get three wishes out of him. So, all right. I was saying, this wasn't like any old leprechaun that you wouldn't say hello twice to. But who was it? But Brian Connors himself, the king of them all, that I got my eye fixed on. They can't escape, you know, as long as they don't look away. Now, the night was dark, and the mountain was covered with mist. And the moon was no bigger than the light from my hickney cat. But it didn't hide him from me. For there he stood with an angry little goblin and his face as fierce as fire. King Brian, my old boy, oh, I've got you at last. And I'm not going to let you go until you grant me the favor of three grand wishes. Wait now, wait now. Maybe we can talk this over. Will you have a pinch of snuff? Aye, and you blow it into my eyes. I'm up to all your dirty little tricks. You've gone too far. You'll get no wishes from me at all now. You'll either give them to me or else you'll answer to the church. I'd have Father Murphy curse you with a blessing that'll shrivel you up in a minute. All right, then. I love it, too. I've work to do at home. Uh, don't rush me. Don't rush you? Mean to say you're not going to wish for a crock of gold? I may in good time. But what's gold to a man if he'd be too sick? Are too sad to enjoy it. Okay. Um, I'm gonna pl- now. This is the version from from Disney Plus, uh, and you can tell they've definitely taken some of the edge off of it. Um, Albert Sharp's got kind of he's got that little bit of a he's got that little bit of a lisp um, when he's when he's talking, and uh, um, they took King Brian's voice down like quite a bit in register here. I thought this Brian Connors himself, the king of them all. But I got me eye fixed on. They can't escape, you know, as long as you don't look away. Now the night was dark and the mountain was covered with mist. And the moon was no bigger than the light from a wee penny candle. But it didn't hide him from me. For there he stood with an angry little gob on him and his face as fierce as fire. King Brian, me old boy, I've got you at last. And I'm not going to let you go until you grant me the favor of three grand wishes. Wait now, wait now. Maybe we can talk this over. Will you have a pinch of snuff? Aye, and you blow it into so your eyes. Oh my I'm God. a boy, you dirty yeah. little freaks. Yeah. You've gone too far. <laughs> you get no wishes for me at all now. You'll either give them they to mean... me or else you'll answer to the church. I'll have Father Murphy curse you with a blessing that'll shrivel you up in a minute. Curse you with a blessing. All right then. Wish your wishes and be done with it. I've worked to do at home. Ah, don't uh, rush I, me. I, they, don't rush they, you. They made, uh, they made King Brian sound like Lucky the, the Lucky yeah. Charms elf. They sound more stereotypical. Right. Does that sound like... Man. For some reason, by taking all of the, I guess, character out of their voices, taking they became those... caricatures of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's perfect. Yes. Yeah, that's. Why that's would a... they do that? 
because it was hard for people to understand, I guess. Uh, no, I don't. It, I, could, I could understand it the first time around. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I wonder. I wonder if, as you watch the dubbed version now, do they take out the Gaelic, the really, the really Gaelic words that they nope. use? Do they? Well, then what's the point? Those are the words that are confusing to the English, like to the it, American ear. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, and I mean, I just, I was watching it with subtitles and, you know, I don't, I, yeah, I just don't understand what, who this is for, like who asked for this and <laughs> who said, oh, I can't understand Darby O'Gill. Let's, let's sanitize yeah, who, it a little bit. Whose better idea was this? Is it what? possible that when they were putting it on like when they were getting ready to stream it, that the quality just wasn't as good it's of the audio. It's possible, but if you rent it on Amazon or YouTube, the quality is fine. And if oh, you it's watch the original. it, yeah. And if you if you watch it on DVD, the quality is just fine. True. So I mean the the standards haven't gone up that much. I can see like. I think the bigger concern these days is usually around like video quality and like they've had a hard time upscaling the Simpsons uh, to, you know, fit the, um, you know, the larger format from old four by three TV of what it used to be in the, in the nineties. But, you know, well, if they dubbed those two, here's the important question. What about that old bitch? Oh no! In the neighborhood, is she dubbed? Because nope. she's impossible to understand. No, she always freaked me out. I turned Maybe on the subtitles for her. You nope. what? I turned on the subtitles because of her. She's terror. You can't understand anything. Also, like here's my when I was a little girl, I thought that she was the banshee. Me that too. I think she is. Like, I always thought that there was something there that, like, because Darby says that she's a witch, right? And so my head, in my head, I just, like, made that leap that, like, she's clearly this banshee that they're talking about. And then at the end, right? Like, yeah, she's the worst. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's the villain. I mean, the the Sigru family in general, they're the, they're the worst. Yeah. Um, they're... But she's, there's something about her that, like... He's a dude. I expect him to be terrible, maybe. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, the way he's a guy that, like, you expect, like, you see him doing things that you're like, oh, I know he's going to be terrible. But she's just, like, a genuinely unpleasant woman who's in there snooping around their house, blah, 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 has the audacity to be over 50, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> How dare you be old? Yeah. I yeah. She's probably 48 and they made her look like that to be in that movie. Yeah. So yeah. (laughs) She reminded me of Nellie's mother from Little House on the Prairie. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. You are not wrong. Not one bit. That's funny. And at first, I, and as I was watching it, I was like, God, are they just going to be universally terrible to old women in every movie? But the woman, I can't remember her name, the woman who works at the bar. In, Molly Malloy. In the movie. Molly yeah. Malloy. She's, speaking of stereotypes, she's like 
just fine and seems delightful and puts the little cup up on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Like when she put the cup up on the shelf, uh, first of all, it was like, uh, she, took yeah. down, she took down the best jug. Let's, what are you doing? Replace one of the others. But when she puts the cup up on the shelf, it's just the sweetest thing. Yeah. That, I, I love that's that's some of the stuff that I really love here is all of that like various pastiche. I love her and I love uh you know the all the different people in the pub. Uh the father. Oh my god, the priest is amazing. <laughs> the priest is great. Yeah, he's he's, he's funny. He's he's such a he's so he's so conniving, but in like a very gentle way. He's like, he's I like, wonder who has a horse. Yeah, I wonder who has a horse. I wonder who can do this. And he's like, hmm. Well, if someone went and got the bell for me, it might even absolve them of the sin of invoking the church for their own <laughs> foolish reasons. And he's like, Father. And he's like, no, you can, you can, we'll gift you the music of the bell. What like, a cheap oh. bastard. <laughs> what a cheap bastard. No, no, no. He gave him something valuable that is priceless. Like that that everybody else can hear it. But yeah. everybody else can hear it. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. everybody else who was in that pub now, when they hear the music from the bells, they're going to think of Darby O'Gill. No, too. my response is going to be like, I didn't have to use, I didn't have to take my my horses anywhere to hear this. Well, <laughs> I got it for free, sucker. Okay, but it's not his horse; it's Lord Fitzpatrick's horse. So, like, also I mean, that horse, that horse is kind of a dick. That horse, that horse keeps a band leading people up to the top of a hill and then leaving them there, now, knocking so, them down wells and shit. I was I was reading some other stuff. There is uh, apparently the horse may not be a horse at all, but he may be a puka, which a is an, another Irish spirit who is a shapeshifter. Oh, and they are mischief makers and often appear as horses. So at at and at mm. some point in the in the um in the script when when Katie goes to fetch the horse at the end. Uh, Darby says uh, she's chasing a puka, um, oh. you know. So uh, I see. You know, I think, and I think maybe that is evidenced by when the horse, like the horse's face, goes all technicolor and mm-hmm. starts Scary. freaking out, and yeah, scares him down the well. So um, may may not be a horse, but yeah, that that horse. So Brooke. Mm-hmm. Can you help me with something? I would love to. All right. So as I was, I decided since I was going to, again, be talking about this, that I would try to read up on it. And there was, this is, the movie's based on the set of short stories, right? Written Mm -hmm. by a woman. Mm -hmm. And people claim that this is, that this and the other stories in this little set are Proto-feminist. So basically they're like feminist before feminism was a thing. Right. Did you feel that way? I like when I'm watching, I guess like Katie's or Kate, is it Kate or Katie? I can never remember. They call her. Okay. Katie. So thank you. So Katie's kind of like, I'll get a man when I want a man. And but also, she's like, I'm going to take care of my dad. Yeah, but also dependent upon her father for living. And 
what you know as taking care goes of with the time right but she is very independent right like she and she so, kisses him yeah i like that she's pretty much the only person to ever tell james bond no this is true and, and they don't and walk up... away from it <laughs> yeah and... <laughs> <laughs> no that's well that's not true uh kitty what's her name uh refused to give in to james bond she's the only one who survived remember right so oh, that's yeah. not a great oh, yeah. like that's not a great mortality rate. <laughs> Still, yeah. and, and, like, and katie did almost die after yeah she, she did him. she hmm. did so i'm trying to figure out like what I'm not sure that that's enough. It doesn't end with a wedding either. No. No. There's that. And she goes to a dance by herself. So I can see how there's like all this. She's very independent for the time. But I just don't know that I would call it feminist. I never thought of it that way. And I am that weirdo that when people are like, there were never any strong female roles in books and TV. Like, (laughs) I'm the one that's always like, yes, there are a lot. And I don't know if it's because I just saw them that way or if I read the right books to see. Like, I don't know. Like, growing up, I found that there were a lot of female role models for me personally. And so I feel like maybe I kind of just cherry picked the ones out of there that I wanted. And But having watched this movie a lot, I didn't feel that way about this movie even now. Like, I I do. I did like that she was, like, stubborn. I, I mean, I think that's the best thing you can call it. I don't even think it's feminism. She was just like stubborn. Which and may I actually be feminism. That. It might be by definition that could actually. All right. <laughs> but you're going to have to have the one for the well, other. We just made their point, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Like, I was really, I guess maybe my problem was that once I read that, like that that was part of it, I thought, oh, man, all right, I'm going to watch it and I'm really going to see what there is. So I was looking for something bigger. But it's possible that at the time that it was written in the late 1800s, early 1900s, and yeah, let's be real, for a Disney movie at this time, I mean, it's, she's not really stereotypical. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's a John Wayne movie. I would I would like to point out that this is the first movie on the that we've covered on this podcast that does pass the Bechdel test. So um, two women, oh, true, yeah. two women have a conversation, not, not about, about a, man. a man. Wait, who? No, when? When? Because uh, the the widow Sigru <laughs> and Katie are talking, and they're just they they are talking about household things. Um, mm, but yeah, but know. I would argue that they're. The widow is literally talking about her son. Right. Yeah, eventually they do get around to that. So, so maybe I'll give you like a half a Bechdel. Half a Bechdel. <laughs> I would take okay. half. Okay, it counts. <laughs> <laughs> Says the man. What <laughs> about Again, the, for like the for a Disney scale? If yeah. we're if we're grading on like the Disney scale, does I mean, well. is it possible that this is the earliest Bechdel past movie? Ever? No, no. I'm sure there are others. Are you? To this. All about Eve. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they all not. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Although those, that's pretty harsh. Mary I'm Poppins, not sure. Maybe? Yeah, but mm. I. Well, you know what Mary Poppins does? They have the whole scene of the women talking about the suffragettes. But was that 
prior to that? Oh, was prior to oh that? yeah. Uh, no, real. that was 1964. Oh, nope. Okay, then. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's oh, I was saying. thinking No Mobile. No Mobile would have been after. Damn that movie. Yeah. And No Mobile was after. Yeah, that's, that's so. hilarious. It really screws me up. <laughs> but, I could uh, not handle this. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have to say, I love Katie O'Gill. I, I think I she like is her like. Very much. Yeah, she is. I awesome. love her too, but I sometimes find it distracting the reuse of the way Disney reused actors. Do you think oh, sure. I got a one Golden because Globe for this? She did? Yes. 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 Isn't that insane? I mean, it um, was good. Like, I really like her, but she got a Golden Globe for Darby O'Gill. No, that was the no mobile. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, uh, they they used to have a category in the Golden Globes for, like, a best breakthrough performance. Oh. and And they would nominate, like, ten people, and, like, three or four of them would get it. And she mm-hmm. she won in this year among several yeah. other people. Is this um, before this. Swiss Family Robinson? Yep. It is. It is then? two okay. two years before. But yes, okay. I watched this that family. That, yeah, yeah. She's she's one because she's so recognizable, mm-hmm. right? Her face. She's got this really adorable face that's not overwhelmingly beautiful like you expect to see in movies. And it isn't like, yeah, like leading lady like you would expect, but she just is adorable and I love her accent. I just fucking adore her. Right. And I think she's so great in Swiss Family Robinson and that's like I, so the two together, I always, whenever I'm watching one, I'm always thinking of the other one. Right. She's, she's great. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You know what? We've come right back to where we started. You're right. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I think and and bringing that all full circle. Um, do we have do we have any final thoughts? Because I know Brooke, you've got to you've got to get out of here pretty soon. Which is really sad because this is so much fun. It was should, indeed. We should do it again with Deb. <laughs> okay, so let's. Uh, you know, Deb, did you know of... that Andy said that there is a theory going around? since we'd never been in a room together that we were the same person you and i but then i corrected him and i said that's we not have been in a room true. together we've been on two panels together yeah yeah so i was wrong but it was that. sort of like a, but you've seen the parent trap it was one yeah. of those holy shit oh <laughs> it was one of those we're in the fucking matrix <laughs> you can't trust it you see okay. us together at the same time you may not actually be seeing two separate people normally we'd we'd go over the box it's office a really nice our... Disney movie with a side of trust issues <laughs> <laughs> from full helping of trust issues <laughs> okay so so we'll forego our normal like favorite lines favorite side characters uh since we are talking about darby o'gill um if if you've got three wishes from the leprechauns what's a oh. wish you'd make or do you have a wishing strategy because uh, Darby's obviously thought a lot about this. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder if, if any of you have wishing strategies or something you'd wish for. I feel like Darby's real wish was for a friend. 
Aww. Aww, he was chasing him all over. And yeah. he just like wouldn't make his last wish. He was like, please don't leave me. Again, yeah. trust issues. His, <laughs> his real wish is he, he just wanted him and his family to be taken care of. Right. And he was trying to and figure out friends. how to part Yeah. And his friends. Yeah. 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 I mean, if I had a wish, or do I have a wish? I don't have a wishing strategy because I, I think that's cheating. And I just really honestly like to be super Pollyanna again, another amazing <laughs> Disney Mills. movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Haley Mills movie. Um, I don't think you should cheat and things. You should just play by the rules as they're set. Um, but what if the rules are made by cheaters? That's right. true. The leprechauns that's what are I worry little about. cheaters. Right. And I think I would any- wish. <laughs> I would wish for a movie mashup of Darby O'Gill and the Little People and the No Mobile, so that Brooke could have exactly what she wants. Oh, that's In good. My... You're a good friend. And then we would be friends, and I would have everything Darby wanted too. Yay! <laughs> I would actually wish for more dogs, but <laughs> okay. Mark, what about you? Do you have a wish? Do you have a wishing strategy? Ah, man. No. uh, I mean, the only thing I've ever wished for is like just to make sure. I'm like Darby. I just want to make sure my family and the people I love are going to be okay. I think that's the whole thing. I think that's why he dithered so long. He was trying to find a way to get everybody that he loves in town to be part of this as well. Yeah. Remember when King Brian kind of fooled him into the fourth wish? He keeps saying he wants a crock of gold for this person and that person, and this yep. person's been good. That's why he took so long. He was just trying to figure out a way to get everybody in on it. Oh, my God. He's a, he's it's a like good guy. the original socialist community. Yeah, he's, yep. he's the Irish Bernie Sanders. A great retirement plan. This is clearly where Bernie Sanders got all of his stuff from. <laughs> he used to watch this movie, too. And Donald yep. Trump got his from the No-Mobile. Oh. <laughs> I will fly my ass down to San Antonio and whip yours. <laughs> I would like to point out that the No Mobile has a, an anti-billionaire pro-environmental message that yeah. the millionaire from the oh. beginning, instead of cutting down the forest, decides to donate it to the gnomes forever and ever. And he learns his lesson to not cut down all the beautiful trees. Well, in so. my defense, I haven't seen the damn movie. Yeah, so Does there you go. Does he stay a millionaire, though? Um, it's well, not he, anti-millionaire, then. He, for, he, he, <laughs> he decided to forego all the money he was going to make off of selling oh. the, the trees off. So I mean, okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, he I didn't. I saw this movie. It's Fern Gully. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> 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 the millionaire learns the lesson. Okay. Um, my wishing strategy is I think the first wish always has to be like no ironic consequences. Ooh, <laughs> like good you, can't, one. you can't uh, turn this around and, and have it turn around on me and be something that I eventually regret. Um, and then I think, yeah, uh, after that, you know, wishing for things that make everybody happy and uh that's great um since we're talking about this i wish disney would release the original audio track on disney plus and make it available along with all of their other movies like the no mobile and condor man and watcher in the woods <laughs> put all that on disney plus too 
the original so edits of Star Wars. <clears throat> the original edits mm. of Star Wars, another another good example. Oh, oh things please. you can put on there. I okay. wish. Hey, this I is my wish. I, just as an option, just as an option, and then right, people can choose. Right. Do you know what? That reminds me of one thing that we didn't talk about. What? The song. The song. <gasps> the song. It was like song? um, it was a hit. They released it as a single. Right. My lovely hit. Irish girl. Yeah. Yes. Really. I wish to have my lovely Irish girl on my iPod, like on my phone, so that I can listen to it all the time. Because huh. I had no idea that was an actual yeah. thing. Yeah. Yep. No, wow. yeah, it was a big hit. Um, uh, I was it nominated for an Academy Award. I want to say was it. Was. I don't know, but I love the idea of people when they saw Sean Connery as James Bond doing the same thing as I did when I saw Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and being like, "When does he sing? Why right. isn't he singing? He sings right at some point because they started here." And then song is James Bond. I love the idea of that. Well, and this song way better than underneath the mango tree. So right. <laughs> or or tree blind mice. Or yeah, or any of that. So definite <laughs> step down to Dr. No. So I <laughs> No, but this is but uh, this is a definite theme song the same way that Bond has theme songs. My pretty Irish girl is mm. Is that is just a great song? I love it. it. Is. Yeah, totally down with that. Okay, any final wishes? Uh, everybody, know. stay safe. Yeah, wash your hands. Take care of your families. Check on your neighbors and anybody you know who's older or compromised. Stay yeah. home and listen to this podcast. And if anyone runs out of toilet paper, I have two rolls with Donald Trump's face on them that I would. <laughs> Oh, I, can't. I love it. Wow. That's, that's, that's a special thing. occasion. And if this were ever a special occasion to use his face, should we send it to the White House? I don't think there's anything. No. Oh my God. Somebody was saying today that right now, toilet papering somebody's house would be a massive flex. Yep. You could toilet paper the White House with that toilet paper. <laughs> the flex of all flexes. The flex of all flexes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. Um, everybody, we love you. We'll see you next time as we talk about On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Stay home and watch movies. Have fun. Thank you for having me. Thanks oh, so thank much. you for being here. Thanks for being here, Deb. Oh, okay. You're welcome. Thank you so Bye. much. Bye. Bye. Thank you, that will be all. God damn it, that's not all. Because if one of those things gets down here, then that will be all. Then all this, this bullshit that you think is so important, you can just kiss all that goodbye. Now, uh, my second wish is a small wish indeed. But it means a lot to me. I want a big crop of potatoes. Granted. And my third wish is for the crock of gold. Granted. Ever seen the seagulls a flying over heather? All the crimson sails in Galway Bay, the fishermen unfurl. Oh, the earth is filled with beauty, and it's gathered all together 
in the form and face and dainty grace of a pretty Irish girl. Oh, she's my dear, my darling one, her eyes so sparkling full of fun, no other, no other can match the likes of her. She is my dear, my darling one, my smiling and beguiling one. I love the ground she walks upon, my darling Irish girl. When the dew is on the hayrick and every drop of wool, when the geese are full of blarney and the thrush is singing gaily, and standing in the doorway is a pretty Irish girl. Oh, she is my dear, my darling one, her eyes so sparkling full of fun, no other, no other can match the likes of her. She is my dear, my darling one, my smiling and beguiling one, I love the ground she looks upon. Now, where did you hear that? Michael was singing it. My pretty Irish girl. She is my dear, my darling one, her eyes so sparkling full of fun. No other, no other can match the likes of her. Oh, he is my dear, my darling one, his eyes so sparkling full of fun. No other, no other can match the likes of him. He is my dear, my darling one, my smiling and big island one. I love the ground he walks upon. My darling.